Happy week, happy Monday, little dingo babies. It's Mark Bursteiner here with Beep Bop Boop. It's the station on Anchor that's all about geek culture. It's geek, it's geek culture incarnate for the most part, really. We, we rose up from the primordial soup of, of silicon. Uh, that is uh, the, the mid to late 90s, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I don't know if that, I suppose that would be where like, I, you know, tech geek nerd culture originated from. Any hoozles, uh, we've got a lot of stuff to go over today. We've got a ton of Collins, we're going to publish all of those babies. Thanks so much for uh, being patient with the channel. I, I, like, I got so used to, to publishing like every single day, so it feels weird when I take a day off like I did on Sunday yesterday. Uh, so happy to be back uh, and happy to uh, to to be doing doing the station w- when I'm like really excited to do it. You know, like you know, not feeling like I have to do it every single day, and then you guys get like you know more of like a like a. Uh, less uh, lower peaks but less deep valleys right but i want to i want to just just give you the content when the peaks are there screw the valleys i don't want to to smooth them out for you i want to be here just when when we're at the peak right that's what makes sense so so we've got a a number of call-ins uh here on the station that i'm excited to talk about some of these are a little bit older and some of them are i got a a few from the same folks so i'm going to play those back to back but uh why don't we start with something that we were talking about a couple of weeks back in terms of, of games actually not even all that long ago but drowning and good ones uh we got a call in from the way we play pertaining to just ugh, just not having enough time to play all the games we want to play god this year has just killed me with amazing games well this year and late last year but uh, I mean, it's not as far back as Bioshock Infinite. I've mostly been able to keep up on uh, on the games I've been meaning to play. Though um, the DLC did Bioshock 2, Minerva's Den. Uh, that was made by some of the people that did Gone Home. And I've heard great things about it. And I've been meaning to jump into that and I haven't had a chance to. Uh, but this year, I mean, I've got like, well, in last year, Dishonored 2. We've got Nier Automata. We've got Yakuza 0. I've heard amazing things about all these games and I want to play them all. But I just don't have the time. I mean, I'm still working through Persona 5 right now. And who knows when I'm going to be done with that. Uh, you've got uh, Zelda came out earlier this year. And while I finished that, I didn't do everything that needs to be done. Now I've got the uh, hard mode or the master trials to do. I just don't know where I'm going to find the time. Man, if that isn't the truth, I don't know what is. I mean, look, I can I can tell you from my perspective as a content creator, as a as an internet sharer, uh, I've been I've been trying to figure out the right balance. I think one of the things that I'm gonna do is make sure that the time that I spend not streaming, I spend playing games that I am not going to stream. Um, I uh, you know unless I'm looking to beat them, but I'm not that kind of streamer. My stream is like supplemental to the YouTube, so I want to be able to play some games on my own and I think what I'm going to do is eventually once I get a Switch I'm going to relegate any Switch games to just kind of ideally personal enjoyment you know I want to play Switch games on my own Zelda Breath of the Wild Super Mario Odyssey I want to play those on my own there's going to be enough people covering them I already cover a ton of the games that I play so that's one of the ways that I'm trying to relegate some content uh, to to just content for me as opposed to having to stream everything and feeling like I have to and feeling like I have to be in a, in a good 
headspace to be able uh, to stream it, which which leads me to uh, another segment where we got a call in from from uh, politics. Explained the old, old Ian Shapiro over there, ye old Ian Shapiro uh, guardian, of course, who is also a guardian. Destiny beta dropping tomorrow. We'll talk about that tomorrow, very briefly. Uh, and he's he's talking about some tech setup tips uh, that we we might want to cover on the station. Why don't we take a listen? Hey Mark, it's Ian from Politics Explained and also from that one time that we played Destiny. Uh, Hey, congrats on getting the new PlayStation. You should totally play the beta with me and whoever else is on in a a week or so. That said, I'm also in my spare time trying to get into the streaming game, mostly like 100% for fun. And, you know, I'm just going across all my audio stuff and uh, figuring out what bits and pieces I need to put together to, uh, you know, smush together something that looks and sounds relatively professional, right? It doesn't just make people turn away immediately if they happen upon my stream. So if it's okay, throughout the week I might just send you some call-ins about kind of what I've got, uh, what I think I need, and what problems are arising to kind of create those thoughts of need, and then you can correct me on kind of what I should be doing or what best practices are. Uh, Yeah, have a great day. So these are excellent questions, all excellent questions. I've actually recently teamed up with the Streamer News team uh, to to publish some content at some point in the very near future. The two next videos that I've got on deck are the build and the, uh, what's the next one? What's the next one? The S8 review, which I already have in the can. After that, I've got one more quick, small review to do, a short one, uh, and then I'll be moving on to focusing a little bit more on the, the more daily vloggy document over create stuff. Uh, uh, that stuff has to sort of take a back seat when I'm doing bigger projects like like the build video or a review video. Uh, the vloggier videos are, of course, easier to turn around. So going to be doing a series of videos with streamer news uh, or at least like working with them to like kind of come up with a bit of a curriculum for for getting started with streaming what you need what the hardware software etc you know we're kind of like breaking that out we have a little discord that we're chatting in uh, and uh, that that's absolutely coming but in the meantime in the meantime yeah let's talk a little bit about uh, what you need you need a decent webcam doesn't have to be great that's not as a, as important as a, a good mic a great mic ideally and uh, if you're someone who's here on anchor and you're you're publishing content on a regular basis chances are fairly good you've got a decent microphone at home you can pick up a blue microphone the snowball is great uh, the yeti is even better um if you want to do something a little bit fancier you can go these sort of like condenser musician route get something from sennheiser get something from audio technica uh Uh, You can, of course, also try and rely on your headset mic. If you are a streamer, you can usually get decent audio out of there. It's just it's definitely going to sound like you're on a headset, not necessarily on a professional stream. So if you care about that, which I think you should, audio is one of the most important parts, uh, then you should get a specific mic specifically for that. In terms of hardware, you definitely need some sort of dedicated graphics processing unit aka 
GPU. If you're on a PC and you built it yourself, the nice thing is you can go and grab whatever GPU you need. That is, if you've got an older one, you can get something a little bit more modern, like a 980 and up if you're looking at Nvidia's line. Uh, but a, a decent Radeon processor from AMB would also do the trick. Those are also good for cryptocurrencies, which we're going to talk about in just a little bit. Uh, but if you've got a, like an all-in-one or you've got like a laptop, if you're working off of a laptop, especially at the very least, just make sure you've got a dedicated graphics processor in there. Usually it's going to be one of the NVIDIA M uh, units, uh, but a lot of computers are using AMD graphics for, for their mobile processors these days, including Apple. Apple has moved away from NVIDIA graphics processors, so you'll need something with a dedicated graphics unit. Integrated graphics are just not going to do the trick. Finally, you need some software and you can use whatever software it is that you've got with your capture card. You can do, you know, uh, Hopog Capture, Elgato Game Capture, all have options to output to a, a stream. But your best case scenario is to use something like OBS, the Open Broadcaster Suite, or XSplit. There's a ton of new upstarts now, too, like Bebo uh, and Lightstream, all great options for streaming to Twitch in a high, high bitrate, uh, low overhead fashion uh lots and lots of them are coming up by the week these days so those are the ideal situations i do not prefer to stream directly from the capture card that you just don't have nearly as many options uh and then the 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 bonuses you know the 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 extra credit is alerts having really nice alerts so that when you get a follow when you get a a sub or whatever like that uh the the viewers see uh, you know, sort of like a nice experience. That is the, the crash course of what you need to start a stream, but of course there's a hell of a lot more than that, but hopefully that's enough to get you started in or anyone else who might be listening. Let's move on to our next call-in. We're talking about cryptocurrencies. Hi, this is Ricky Evans. Um, yeah, I always wanted to get into uh, cryptocurrency, and it was pretty interesting you talking about it, and it actually got me to... Uh, uh, dabble into it and, and look and see what I can do. Um, so uh, I hope you do uh, more shows on it and uh, maybe some how-tos or, um, you know, where else to look to uh, for beginners just to get started. All right, so with regard to mining, look, I was completely new at this less than a month ago. I really still am learning a lot, but I'm the kind of guy who flies by the seat of their pants, learn as they go, trial by fire, blah, 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 etc. So I've just been kind of going for it. I think I've lost like chunks of coins already because I was mining to the wrong place, but I just, I mean, that's how I learned. So um, I, I, I'm not aware of a really good community for this yet this is this is really uh and by this i'm uh, sorry starter community this is a very very um close to the metal close to the metal experience this this is like uh working in the command line perpetually right and if you're not someone who's comfortable with that uh that is i mean that's literally what you're doing here so if you're not someone who's comfortable with that i highly recommend that you get comfortable with that first go and do the command line crash course by zed shaw it's a great way to learn how to get comfortable with communicating with a, a computer at the command line if you're interested in cryptocurrency, the, the best thing that I can suggest you do is just start 
to uh, dip your toe in the water, just checking out some of the sites, some of the forums, some of the communities, and starting to grok and wrap your mind around what blockchain even really is. Blockchain is a is a public ledger, okay? So that's really all money is, is, is saying, hey, I have something of value, you have something of value, we're gonna trade it, I'm gonna give you this money, this money represents the value that I have, and this is this one is unique, this one has a serial number, this one represents the, the, the transaction that we've made. The difference is blockchain is decentralized and it's public. So when you make a transaction, it gets published to the blockchain. And what you're doing when you're mining is actually just processing these transactions for other other people. Right. Uh, and in doing so, you are discovering these digital virtual coins that are, are hidden behind algorithms, which much must be solved to my understanding. Forgive me if I'm not 100 percent on this. Like I said, still learning, uh, but which are solved. Uh, in order to publish these these transactions to the ledger, right? So once a coin is found, its value is is constantly fluctuating. So it doesn't actually have an inherent value, but then that coin either belongs to the person who found it, who solved the problem, or if you're someone like me who mines in a pool, which is one of the, the beginner things about mining, you mine in a pool, you get the credit for how much of the work that you did, the percentage of how much of the work that you did. And then they, they pay you out and take a little bit at the top for managing the actual pool of people who are all working towards the same thing, right? It's really, really cool, but it's difficult to grok. Um, if you're looking to get started in cryptocurrency, I suggest CryptoCompare.com as a really good starting starting point. Also, the Reddits, the subreddits for Bitcoin, subreddits for uh, uh, just cryptocurrency in general are, are really, really thorough, thorough resources. I would be wary of anything that says, hey, here's a quick start guide. That's just one way to do it. And that's just the way that that particular person does it. What I suggest that you do is once you've gotten your mind wrapped around it and what you're doing, what the risks are and, and the power consumption and all that stuff. And you, you really understand what the deal is in terms of mining, not just purchasing the cryptocurrency, then once you understand that, then you can start to, to get a little bit of your money wet and actually purchasing some Bitcoin, maybe purchasing some Ethereum and etc. and whatnot. Then you can start to play that like the stock market if that's what you're looking to do with it. But if you're looking to mine, there's a lot more that goes into it. So understanding that mining process, I think, is really important before you start actually involving any dollars and cents. So Go to, from one place to another, watch as many tutorials as you can, fully holistic tutorials, and you'll see there's like a dozen ways to do any and all this stuff. So see what's important to you, figure out which which have the features that matter to you, uh, and, and sign up for that one. Try it, and if, if that works out, great. If it doesn't, try a different wallet and, and keep moving with the modular pieces until you find something that works for you. If you have any more questions, you can also hit that call-in button, call back in, and we'll keep discussing cryptocurrency and the future of economics and currency for as long as you like, my little pretties. Hey, Bebop Boop, uh, this is Grey Wolf. I enjoyed your uh, segment on you know, two-factor authentication. Uh, I think it's important. Uh, SMS is, is definitely dead. Uh, I... I had a situation where I was using Google Authenticator up until recently, uh, but Google Authenticator is, is just as bad, especially if your your phone is damaged and you gotta basically reset your phone. So I highly recommend something like Authy that keeps an encrypted backup, just in case your phone gets stolen or your phone gets 
uh, erased for some reason, and you can go back to it because it was it was hell trying to you know trying to get everything back to normal. I loved your segment. I'm definitely pro 2FA. Thank you so much for the love on the two-factor segment. Any of you who have not yet done so, please, by all means, take a second. Go into whatever services it is that you're using. Just a quick, happy reminder. Don't be using your phone number as your two-factor location. You should be using services that, that support generators. Granted, I understand there are many that don't. But for the really important stuff, for the really important stuff, Google does support it. LastPass supports it. Twitter supports it. Lots and lots and lots of services support actual two-factor authentication generators. So whether it's a YubiKey for actual hardware security, or it's just using Google Authenticator or the LastPass Authenticator to generate these six-digit strings on the fly, uh, that is the safest way to do it, as we've witnessed over the last week. Just a quick, friendly reminder Turn on two-factor authentication and don't use your cell phone. Plus, plus, not to mention, if you're doing that with Google, my goodness, you can get up a creek with no paddle if you are on Project Fi. If you have a Google Voice number, you have two-factor authentication turned on and you have a Project Fi number or you have a Project Fi number and you turn 2FA on, you can wind up getting locked out of your account. This happened to a good friend of mine. You might know him as Jason Howell, host of All About Android on the Twit Network. Uh, this happened to, to poor Jason a few months back. Uh, he actually got, actually about a year ago now, I think, uh, he got locked out of his account because he had his phone number as his 2FA location. He could not get into his Google account. So don't do it. Don't be that guy or gal. Play it safe. And thanks so, so much for listening to Beep Bop Boop. Can't wait to share the build video with y'all on YouTube. It will be up later this week and you'll see it right here. Thanks for listening.